to another episode of the Men Insights Podcast. I sincerely hope that you've been having a lovely weekend or are having a better weekend. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, or YouTube, or anywhere else that you can find the Men Insights Podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at IamFossitude for any and all future podcast information, or just if you want to chit-chat with me anytime. Today's episode is all about the WWE's 11th annual TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs pay-per-view event. Uh, I'm not going to waste any time, I'm just going to go right into it, because, well, there's really not much for me to talk about regarding the pay-per-view as of right now. I'm recording this right after SmackDown on Friday the 13th. Um, And yeah, they didn't really do much to hype up this pay-per-view, so... um, don't really have much to say regarding the matches so this might be a little this might be my shortest predictions episode that i've ever done but see the matches that we do have up i'm sure they're gonna add more sometime between now and sunday but we shall see how that goes the first match i have up on my uh list of what's scheduled currently is alistair black versus buddy murphy uh all result because buddy murphy knocked on alistair's door to pick a fight with him and of course it's going to be a very good match because Alistair Black is a phenomenal athlete. Buddy Murphy has really come into his own over the past, uh, I would say, 15 months since joining the 205 Live roster and then coming over to SmackDown. Uh, has really shown everybody the amazing athlete that he really is, having killer matches with Cedric Alexander. Uh, the matches that he had with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan uh, during the summer, uh, other matches that he's had on Raw in recent weeks. You know, Buddy Murphy, he's a he's a star in the making, and hopefully at some point he'll get a decent push towards the United States Championship. Um, or if he comes back to SmackDown, maybe a shot at the Intercontinental Championship. We shall see. Um, and Aleister Black, they're finally giving him something besides just sitting in that room talking about somebody knock on my door and pick a fight with me. And I don't know, it just feels like ever since they brought him to the main roster, they've not known at all what to do with him. Um, but, I mean, either way, it's going to be a very good match. Uh, it's probably going to end up on the kickoff show because uh, they do that a lot lately. Matches that I'm very much looking forward to, they skip, skip it to, stick it rather, to the kickoff show and uh, I just hate when they do that. But either way, if it's on the kickoff show, then it'll probably be the only time that I actually give a crap about the kickoff show. Um, now, as far as who I want to win this match, I would want Buddy Murphy to win so that they can continue building him up some more so that, again, he could hopefully get that mid-card championship push towards the United States Championship. Um, However, I believe it's going to be Aleister Black to get the win in this particular uh, fight. Um, uh, Because I'm not really sure what the plans are for Aleister Black in the long term, but I'm guessing they want to try to build him up a little bit more as well so I think that he I predict that Alistair Black is going to win but I want Buddy Murphy to win and the other match that we actually found out from this week is uh, uh, the Viking Raiders will have a uh, actually broke this news on WWE backstage this week uh, Viking Raiders will have a open challenge for the Raw Tag Team Championship on the pay-per-view as well so as of right now we have no idea who they're going to be facing um, because there's really not that many tag teams on Raw uh, that I can think of off the top of my head besides Street Profits, uh, Gallison Anderson, um, 
Zack Ryder and uh, <coughs> Kurt Hawkins. Um, yeah, I can't really think of any other like real tag teams that are on right now. Um, are the Usos part of Raw? I I, I don't know, because uh, I know they they've been out because of like you know legal troubles and whatever else is going on. So, but hey, maybe they'll be the ones that'll pop up. You know, make their big return to WWE TV as the uh, the opponents that are gonna you know answer that open challenge and. Um, but you know, since they, since we don't know who they're gonna face, I can't really say who I want to win. But either way, I'm predicting the Viking Raiders to win this match, and hopefully, it'll be as good or better uh, than the match that they had with the Street Profits on Raw this week, because that was a very good match, a very, very good match, and I would love to see more of that going forward. Well, regarding the Viking Raiders as the Raw Tag Team Champions. And moving on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, we have the Champions New Day defending against the Revival, which, you know, like I said, they've done this match so many times this year, it just, I mean, I don't know how much longer I can, you know, put up with them not really doing much of anything with any other tag teams. I mean, I love the New Day, I love the Revival, I really love the Revival. I would, I would honestly say they're the best tag team in WWE right now. Uh, well, as at least between Raw and SmackDown, because overall the best tag team uh, would be Undisputed Era, but that's just my opinion. And uh, and we know it's going to be a good match because New Day and Revival they can only do good matches when they when they fight each other. Um, and I would really really want the Revival to win so they they can regain the tag team championships and you know build up the, hopefully try to build up the division to what it should be, you know, because remember, way back in the day, SmackDown had some of the best tag teams, uh, like, going back to, like, to the original uh, brand extension from 2002 to, I would say maybe until about 2004, 2005, that they, you know, had some of the best tag teams, actually, no, I will even say from 2002 to 2007. That SmackDown was the was the brand that had the superior tag team division. You know, we had you know, the as they called the SmackDown Six with uh, Edge and Rey Mysterio, uh, Kurt Angle and Benoit, and Eddie and Chavo Guerrero. Um, we had oh, Haas and Benjamin. You know, as Team Angle slash World's Greatest Tag Team. Uh, <clears throat> what else? We had a uh, Billy Kidman and Paul London. We had a uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick who had the record-setting SmackDown Tag Team title reign from 2006 to 2007. You know, they had some of the hot. They had some of the best tag teams in in the entire company. Uh, Eminem, you know, uh, Joey Mercury and uh, Johnny Nitro. Uh, you know, now John Morrison just came back to WWE. Uh, hasn't wrestled yet, but he was on the the bump this week, and you know that was a pretty good episode. Um, but yeah, the, just. I, know, I wish tag I, I want tag team wrestling to be as great as it used to be, and I feel like the revival could be the team that is the catalyst towards that. Uh, but yeah, I want them to win, but I predict that the new day is going to win and retain and continue their seventh reign as tag team champion. And moving on, we have the match that is uh, hopefully going to be the the final payoff to it, but you know. If WWE booking decides to listen to CM Punk from backstage this week, who knows what they're gonna do? Um, it is Rusev versus Bobby Lashley in a tables match. Um, as we all know, this rivalry has gone on much longer than it should have, but it has been, for better or worse, a pretty entertaining story, a pretty hot story on Monday Night Raw, with 
you know, Lana leaving Rusev for Lashley, and you know, they finally officially signed the divorce papers this week. Um, and it's just, it has been the most ridiculous storyline in recent WWE memory. And, um, and then Lana's acting has been so over the top, it's just, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what to think of it because it's just some of the most ridiculous TV I've ever seen from WWE. And the thing is because La Lana, you know, she's supposed to be a, a real actress from Hollywood and I feel like she's just intentionally going over the top with it, but I mean, who am I to, to judge? I'm not an actor, I don't know anyone who's an actor or at least a Hollywood actor. Um, but I honestly think this is actually going to be a very, very good match. Hopefully it gets a decent amount of time for them to build on that story that they've tried to establish on Raw these last three months. Um, and because the way they've been building it up, the, you know, you feel like it, it has to be like a knockdown drag out, you know, balls balls out kind of fight. And I'm hoping that's what we're going to get in this match. Um, I hope... And really pray that Rusev will win so that we can just put a definitive end to the storyline. But I feel like they're going to try to milk it a little more. So that we'll, we'll see Bobby Lashley win. And they'll keep it going a few more months. Maybe maybe even all the way to WrestleMania. Like see, like Punk suggested. Uh, probably not exactly in the, in the terms that he suggested. Which y'all should check it out on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. To see and hear everything that he said. Because uh, it was hilarious. I loved it. But um, yeah. I want Rusev to win. But I predict Lashley to win this one. And um, now we come to the three uh, main matches. I would say the three main event matches for the pay-per-view. We have first up, uh, the Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a TLC match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. And this was just made earlier this week, which, I mean, we know it's going to be a good and exciting match. If the triple threat TLC match from last year between Becky, Charlotte, and Asuka is anything to go by, but... They were building, weren't they building up Charlotte Flair teaming with Natalia to take on the Kabuki Warriors? And then just out of nowhere, they decide, no, no, we're going to put Becky and Charlotte back together again for this. It's like, did we really need that? Um, like, it was just, it's just so random and kind of stupid and pointless in my opinion. And I don't like that they're, that we're going to keep Becky and Charlotte together you know, going forever, uh, but it's going to be a good match, we already know that, uh, as I've said so many times, I absolutely love the Kabuki Warriors as heel, as a heel tag team, they are the most entertaining that they've ever been, I absolutely love it, um, I want them to win and keep the championships, but I think Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair are going to, are going to win this one. And make Charlotte Flair the ultimate Grand Slam champion of the women's division because she'll be have been she will have been the only one in WWE history to have been the NXT Women's Champion, WWE Divas Champion, Raw Women's Champion, SmackDown Women's Champion, and Women's Tag Team Champion. If that's what's because I feel like that's what they're building towards. Um, and if they do that, no, well, well, it is what it is. And moving on to the other TLC match that we have on the pay per view, it is. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin, and 
I mean, I'll be honest, it's the storyline itself, uh, with Corbin and Reigns going back and forth, it's, it's not a bad storyline, it's not a bad feud, I mean, I haven't really minded it too much, it's just that, uh, it's just, the stuff with the person in the dog suit, uh, the little barking chihuahua on the Titantron, and then dumping cans of dog food on Roman Reigns, that's where it's just like, this is definitely some Vince McMahon bullshit, because if you listen to to the Something to Wrestle podcast with Bruce Pritchard, which if you aren't, then what the fuck are you doing? Um, you'll know that Vince loves a lot of the stupid stuff like that. He really, he does, he, he loves stupid hu- humor like that, he really does, so it's just... <laughs> This is definitely the kind of good shit that Vince McMahon would love seeing on his TV. Um, but, I mean, who are you to argue with the boss, right? Uh, let me take a drink, I'm starting to feel dry throat. Now, I enjoyed Baron Corbin a little more when he was uh, on NXT. And the first few months when he came up to the main roster back in 2016. But, I don't know, it's just, he's doing a very good job of being the piece of shit heel that we're not supposed to enjoy. Uh, so, kudos to him, doing a good job with that. Uh, Roman Reigns, I've had a love-hate relationship with uh, my fandom towards him over the years. Like, I can, I respect him. Because of the stuff he's gone through in his life. Uh, and I'm able to enjoy his matches. Because he, he does. He can have really good matches. I mean the matches that he had with AJ Styles back in 2016. Were great matches. Phenomenal even. No pun intended. Um, um, so. I'm fairly. I, I feel pretty confident in saying that this is going to be a very good match. And we're going to see some insane. Balls to the wall. Kind of action. Um. Slams through tables, hits hitting with chairs, diving off of ladders, diving through ladders. Who knows what we're gonna get out of this? Um, very likely also that we're gonna get interference from other people involved that are associated with with a uh, King Corbin. Um, uh, so who knows? Who knows? You know how far they're gonna take this because this, this storyline has been going for about three months as well. Um, and, and I would want Roman Reigns to win so that hopefully they can just end it. Uh, much like how I feel about the Rusev, Lashley, and Lana storyline. But I feel like Corbin is going to win this one as well. And that they're going to extend it to at least one or two more matches. Uh, either over the next few weeks on Raw or maybe have something between Royal Rumble and the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view coming up in March. Um, so we'll see... You know what they decide to do for that but yeah i want roman reigns to win but i predict king corbin to win which brings us to which what i think might be the main event i'm not 100 sure on that bray wyatt versus the miz not fiend bray wyatt but sweater wearing firefly funhouse bray wyatt versus the miz which is very interesting and i love that that's that they're doing that because you know you want to keep the fiend, you know, you want to maintain the mystique of the fiend and keep him special. You don't want to over overexpose and oversaturate the fiend. You know, because we, us fans, we love Bray Wyatt. We love the fiend. You know, but 
change it up a little bit. You know, have the fiend be only part of the big storylines. You know, the ones where, as he says, the fiend never forgets. So the fiend is with dealing with Daniel Bryan, and regular Bray Wyatt is with the Miz. And at the uh, the interview segment that they did with Miz on SmackDown this week. Uh, was interesting because uh, at one point uh, Maurice looking at the baby monitor showed uh, their daughter um, playing in her crib. I think it was Monroe, the, the first daughter, uh, playing with the Firefly Funhouse puppets in her crib. And then they run up to the baby to the baby room and they find this little doll with the face painted like the fiend. So yeah, that was pretty interesting and I actually kind of thought it was cool. Um, and they had the Firefly Funhouse afterwards where Bray was just saying, I was just trying to be nice because it's Christmas, the season of giving and all this other stuff, uh, which is just awesome. Firefly Funhouse is always a highlight for me. Um, now, since, again, as of right now, it's looking like it's going to be just, you know, sw the sweater-wearing Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt uh, taking on The Miz. I'm very much intrigued by that premise because, again, it adds that, you know, uniqueness to the character where... You know, he can be he can bounce back and forth between Funhouse Bray Wyatt and Fiend Bray Wyatt. I, I, really, lo I really love that that idea and that concept. Um, now, how the match itself is gonna go, I have no idea because because I don't know how we're gonna how Funhouse Bray Wyatt is gonna wrestle. We know how the Fiend wrestles. He's he's an unstoppable force. He's an unstoppable beast. Uh, but Funhouse Bray Wyatt, we don't know how he's gonna present himself in the match. Um, but we shall see how that goes, because it is such an intriguing, intriguing story that I didn't know that I wanted. <laughs> um, hopefully it'll be a very good match, but who I want to win and who I predict to win is going to be Bray Wyatt. Now, how I how predict that happening, I don't know. Maybe uh, Bray Wyatt will win by disqualification. Uh, after interference from a returning Daniel Bryan with showing us off, showing off his uh, apparent new look after the Fiend ripped out his hair from when he pulled him under the ring a few weeks ago. Now, whether or not that's going to happen, who knows? We shall see, but I would love to see that happen. I really do. Uh, and, well, that does it for my predictions for the... Uh, TLC pay-per-view, but I also want to talk about a couple other things from WWE that came out this week that uh, we already have our two big inductions for the 2020 class of WWE Hall of Fame, and it is Dave Batista and the NWO, which surprising that they announced them so early, probably because they want to get the ticket sales going early, uh, which is fine. And I did on my I did a podcast last year. Where I talked about who I wanted to be in the Hall of Fame for 2019, and Dave Batista was on my list. Uh, but hey, it's nice to know that I that I got it right just a year late, <laughs> or a year early. I predicted it a year early, and here he is now going in 2020. That's all, and I think that's great. He deserves that. You know, I've seen a lot of fans on Twitter and wrestling forums on Facebook and stuff saying he doesn't deserve it. Like, oh, what did he do in his career to deserve a Hall of Fame induction? He's he's done plenty. Main evented WrestleMania like three, three or four times. Multi-time world champion has had a lot of great matches throughout his WWE career. Uh, so being with Evolution, yeah, you know he, he had a, he had a great WWE. He had a great WWE career. 
You know, plus he's he's mainstream now with you know being part of the Mar the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, being appearing in James Bond movies, the Blade Runner, um, the the movie he did with Jodie Foster. He's uh, he's gonna be in the he's gonna be in Dune next year. Army he just finished filming Army of the Dead with Zack Snyder. You know he, he's 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 an A lister. He is. Um, so I'm glad to see him. Uh, getting the honor of Hall of Fame induction, and I remember on Twitter, I saw the, that um, somebody suggested a Devon, uh, since, you know, Batista came up as Deacon Batista, part of, as part of the Reverend Devon story, but Batista said that he, he wants Finley to induct him, because Finley basically is the guy that helped him the most, helped him, the, helped him get into the business, so, yeah, that's pretty cool, I think, I, I would love to see that. And then with the NWO, it's going to be uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, and six Pac, or just six, um, who is also you know Sean Waltman, one two three kid, X Pac, and I think it's pretty cool that that they're going to be inducted as as the NWO NWO stable because uh, especially you know because the NWO is they were a revolutionary group during the Monday Night Wars back in 1996. They changed the landscape of professional wrestling forever, and you know. So many groups that have you know been inducted so far, like you know Four Horsemen, DX was inducted earlier this year, um, Freebirds, you know all of them are great and and worthy of it because they all made an impact on the business. But the NWO, they uh, without the NWO, there would not have been a, D a D Generation X. So you know it's cool to see that they're gonna get the induction. But I will say, and I actually agree with uh, Corey Graves from what he said on his After the Bell podcast this week. That nothing against you know X Pac being inducted with NWO, uh, that it should instead be Eric Bischoff. That Eric Bischoff was the one who created the story of the NWO. Yeah, he did take it from a storyline in Japan, but without Eric Bischoff, the NWO would not have been a thing. So he he is very much deserving of that spot. Um, maybe, but maybe Eric Bischoff will get his own separate induction one day. Who knows? He is, because he, he's another one who is more than deserving of it. But, I'm not the one to make those decisions. Because I know a lot of who I would want to see in the Hall of Fame. But it's all up to the big man, Vinnie Mac. And that's going to do it for this week's episode, or this second episode this week of the Men and Tides podcast. Uh, make sure you go check out my AEW episode that I did a couple of days ago. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed listening to what I had to say about my predictions for the TLC pay-per-view. And if you didn't enjoy it, you tuned in anyway. So thank you very much. And make sure you tune into my podcast next week. Because I will I will have my post-pay-per-view uh, podcast up there. And it's also going to be my birthday weekend. So you know, I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to have a little more fun with that podcast next week. Uh, so tune in for that one. Uh, and in the meantime, make sure you check out my previous podcast episodes and also my retro film reviews, my regular film reviews, my worst to best rankings, my classic wrestling pay-per-views. You know, all in the archives here on the Menetites Podcast channel on, you know, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, YouTube, you know, anywhere else that you can find the Menetites Podcast. You know, subscribe to all of those. Follow me on Twitter at iFositude for all podcast information. Follow me on Instagram for fun memes and other crap that I post on there. Follow me on Vero, because Vero is a lot of fun. And drama-free. That's why I love it. And please support the podcast by donating to my Hall of Justice on Patreon for only $5 a month. Link to that is in the description below. 
check out the Metatites Podcast store for several shirts, stickers, wall art, and magnets that I have available in there. The link to that will be in the description as well. And as always, thank you all so much for tuning in, for subscribing, for listening, for watching. Uh, love and appreciate every single one of you who do. I truly, genuinely do. Uh, hope you all enjoy your weekend and your, enjoy the upcoming week as well. And spend it with your loved ones if you can. And if you're working, make sure you make the most out of that experience as well. And this has been the Manitized Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.